Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. First time down at your offices, Frank, believe it or not. First time you've been in our office? Yeah. Have you never done an interview up here before? No, I didn't not know. Yeah. Oh, blimey. It's normally oh. Coogan who comes in. So. Oh, is it? Right. First, for, first time for everything. Yeah, obviously a lot's been happening, Frank. Uh, let's go back to your show uh, the other weekend, uh, Frampton and Condon. Uh, ratings came out. Um, I'm just getting them up. 131,000 average with a 231,000 peak. And of course, the Champions League was on that night. So, yeah, pleasing. Yeah, they are. But, you know, we, they're using the ratings that we, we keep saying to everybody are, not, are no good. And even on those bare, on that on, on, a, on a system, the barb system, we feel we know does not reflect the true numbers. We still beat everybody. It's the highest rating, I think, isn't it, for all the shows that have been on since, since the, the COVID, yeah. yeah. And it's great to look at those ratings and, and, and so forth, but as I said for ages now, those ratings that I believe are quite inaccurate. Okay. Uh, what did you make of the show in general? I think Dennis McCann kind of stole it at the end. Well, you know, I'm a massive fan of Dennis from day one. I think he's, I think he's a, an exceptional um, precocious young talent and I really do feel the way he's going he's going to go on to become something extra special providing that I, as I always say that he maintains his discipline and uh, keeps his focus I'm sure he can do it but it was a good yeah it was a good night I mean a couple of the guys had, were in tough fights um, Archie had a bit of a problem with his weight uh, coming into the fight but you know he came through in a, in a quite a, a, a tough tough fight um, I don't think he was at his best but he done done well um, the uh, the main event was uh, you know he stepped up a weight as we know Cole and he got himself once he got himself into the swing and he started throwing those body shots it was a matter of time but to be fair trainer he done exceptionally well I think up until that stage um, Mickey Conlon done a done a great job um, his perpetual action I think he had to change his tactics a little bit in the fight because obviously those body shot, those low blows, and uh, he was risking getting disqualified. So, but he done done what he had to do, and it was quite an explosive ending. Um, you know, it was uh, it was it was a decent night. Troy Williamson in a very close and tough fight, but I thought it was uh, quite entertaining. Back at the BT studios uh, this Saturday night, we'll talk about that fight week. But let's just uh, go back to this weekend. Um, fight camp for for Matram has now ended. What did you make of? Uh, the general shows and then obviously the pay-per-view return uh, this weekend Frank but they were they were decent shows the same as our ones they were you know we're all we're all working we're in a, a strange and new environment and we're all doing our best to deliver shows to our 
to the public and I think that you know overall I think the standard's been being really good from uh, from us and from them of course uh, everyone is talking about what happened on the weekend uh, Dylan White used Tyson Fury's name a lot uh, so did Eddie Hearn in the week um, for that WBC mandatory uh, shot and then of course Alexander Povetkin knocks him out what did you make uh, of those events Frank well I didn't I didn't see that because I've been having singing lessons all week so I don't want to get overtaken so I've been I've been having my lessons can you do a bit for us now if you insist I've, now I'm not I'm not that I'm not as good as the other fella at the singing but I should give it my best ready go on. ain't no mandatory anymore you don't really know more of my voice do you it's all over Rover what did I think of it? I thought um, I thought he'd done a. I thought um, Povetkin showed what he can do. He's a dangerous man, and he took him out in style. But Tyson done a, uh, a BT um, interview yesterday, and what he talked about was very sensible. He's talking about levels, and it shows you what the levels are. That was a shot that he, you know he got absolutely taken out with uh, um, Dillian. Didn't get off the canvas. Ended ended. A, was it a thousand days of nothing happening? As far as the world title is concerned, most of it down to himself. He should have taken the Joshua fight when he was offered it, but um, he didn't do it. And uh, his promoter obviously didn't deliver for him as far as the world title is concerned. And then you look at Tyson, who it, within six months of coming back got a world title fight. And in that world title fight, he got hit by the most concussive heavyweight in the last 24 years and got off the canvas. And that is the difference. That's the difference of the levels that Tyson is talking about. Yeah, I did watch that interview uh, with Rob yesterday on BT Sport, and uh, he was saying these guys, your, your Chisoras, your Whites, your Povetkins, uh, I think Ruiz, he also mentioned Takam, they're all beatable on the same night in terms of that group, but he, he sees himself as another Well, bucket. he is. Look, I mean, let's be really, really, you know, say how it is. You know, obviously I'm biased, but Tyson is the best heavyweight in the world. And the next two best heavyweights in this country are also with Queensbury. And that's Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce. Dillian, now he's, you know, that's two, two stoppages he's had. And Derek Chisora, he's fighting Uzik. I don't know whether, or whether that fight's on or not. But I think they're the, two, the next two best heavyweights in there. So we're in really good shape. And it's strange, you hear all that stuff from... Uh, I don't know where they found him. I mean, I don't know if he was on the Stellars again. Old Barry, they pulled him out of the cupboard, didn't they? Or wherever they found him from. Give him some, I don't know if it was a full moon. He might have got some blood from somewhere. But suddenly, like, he's telling us what should be happening and these fights are not going to happen and so forth. All this negativity. And I don't know who's in charge there, by the way. Is it, is it Barry in charge of boxing or is it Eddie? I don't know who it is. And we, all we've asked for a meeting to get some fights together for the benefit of the fans. For the benefit of boxing and the fans, benefit for everybody concerned. And he's come out with all this negativity saying that he doesn't want the, you know, basically they don't want them unless they're going to do them and so forth. What is that all about? How does that, how is that good for the fans? All it's all about is keep talking about how much money they got and so forth, but not what is good for boxing and what's good for the fans. And I don't get that. I don't understand that. You know, obviously, we'd, we, you know, one of the fights we wanted to do was uh, Daniel Dubois against um, Dillian. And that's uh, obviously... You know that is what's that what's happens happened now, so it's a, it's a great shame. But there's all the other fights we talked about still to be done, and I hope we're going to have this meeting. I, you know, when I spoke to Eddie Hearn on the phone very briefly when you was in the room listening to it and you heard it, um, 
he said that we were going to do the meeting. So I hope that's going to happen soon and we can try and move forward. And I hope his old man, you know, is pushing back in the cupboard so we can get back on on it and try and make these things happen. But it's a, it's um, it shouldn't be about them all the time. It should be about boxing, about the fans and us making these fights happen. You know, it is important that we do this now and it is a time to do it. And yet another one's just fallen by the wayside. You know, one of those fights have gone gone away, which we could have done. But, you know, Derek Chisora and Joe Joyce, that's there to be done still. Why don't we do that? It's a great fight to make. We should be doing these fights and making them happen. So that's where we are. So it's a great shame that, um, you know, that 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 he did that interview and you know and, and and you know and i don't want to keep saying who's in a great position and who's not i mean we're, we're in a fantastic position as i mentioned heavyweights couldn't get any better for us you know the number one number one man on the planet heavyweight biggest attraction in boxing is with us that's where he's at and and they got their problems with the zone i mean i don't know what's happening zone yet all the word out there is that the zone are having to cut their cloth like everybody now because of this virus situation and they're reducing dramatically or drastically reducing their rights fees and they got six months left on their contract and that is why they don't want the anthony joshua fight i've been saying this from day one not not just saying this recently for a long time they don't want it and the reason they don't want anthony joshua in the ring with Tyson Fury because they cannot risk him getting beaten by Tyson. Because if he does, then where are they? That's their cash cow, absolutely gone. Let me just go back to an earlier comment you made, of course, you said uh, Fury's in his own bracket and then you said Dubois and Joyce are the next best two in this country. Obviously people say Anthony Joshua as well. Do you believe Dubois and Joyce beat Anthony Joshua now, Frank? I've, I've, I've said it before, if I could make the fight between Anthony Joshua and Daniel Dubois, I would do that. And and to be fair to Joe Joyce, they asked to do that fight. Do you remember when his opponent fought out? I mean, he's got a good pedigree, Joe, as an amateur, and he's, he's undefeated as a pro. He he was willing to step up the plate, but yeah, I would make that fight in a heartbeat. I, don't th I think my man wins the fight, but even if he didn't win, he'd learn from it. But I think he wins. Okay. All right, so... Uh Let's go back to, to what you were saying in terms of uh, Barry and Eddie Hearn. If Barry was to say, I'll meet you, would you be open to that as well? Or do you just want to meet Eddie, Frank? I don't care. I want to meet the person who makes the decisions. I don't know who makes the decisions. I mean, Seems to be Eddie in terms of... Well, fine, then let's meet Eddie. But if he bring his dad, I'll meet both of them. Who gives him monkeys? Like, you know, whoever they want to bring everyone, bring the whole office along if they like. You know, just bring them along and let's get the fights done. All we want to do is make the fights. They're good fights. You know, Barry's saying about they got they can't be on BT, this one. Forget all that bullshit. Some can be on BT, some can be on Sky. Some can be on both. Who knows how it's going to pan out and work? But why keep putting all these obstacles up? I thought it was about taking the obstacles down to make them happen. One obstacle, which they kept throwing in the mix, is gone. That just disappeared on Saturday. That obstacle's gone. There is no mandatory. Povetkin hasn't got to fight him, although he's, he's now the, he is the mandatory, but that's for a year. So Tyson has no obstacles. You've got to fight Dillian, uh, Deontay Wilder, get out of the way, and there are no obstacles to stop this. We can get this fight on. Let's do it. Give the fans what they want, and let's find out who's, who's right and who's wrong. Who thinks they've got the best heavyweight? Who is the best heavyweight? There's the only one, the only one way you're going to find out, and that's to get them both in the ring and, and take the obstacles away. Don't keep putting, putting 
things up to stop fights happening. Let's get them out of the way to make them happen. What about Adam Smith and, and Sky? Have you spoke to them recently? I Did spoke they... to Adam Smith. I've done an interview with Adam Smith. And we, uh, he went, we, we started, he talked about Dillian White and he deserved his opportunity and he put a case up for him. Well, that's gone now. So, Adam, that's out of the way. So let's get on with a fight that your subscribers want to see and BT subscribers want to see, which is Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. That's, all the, that's the only heavyweight fight the, at that level anybody wants to see. You know, that's all they care about. That's all the British public and probably everyone in, around the world in boxing who are watching the heavyweights. All they want to see is that fight. Nothing else. That's the fight they want. Do you think they'll use the Uzik mandatory now for the WBO? Look, do you know what? We'd love to see the four belts on the, on the, on the line. We'd all like to see that, wouldn't we? Mm. Because what is, but you, when you go and watch a fight, you don't buy a ticket to go and look at a belt. You buy the ticket to look at the guys in the ring. And the two guys in the ring are what's, what matters. Even if there aren't no belts, if they fight for no belts, Get it on, it's the fight the fans want to see. Do not cheat them, stop them from it, stopping it from happening. Deliver to the fans the fight they want to see. There is no reason this fight could, should not happen unless it's self-interest. If you're worried about your TV contract, if you're worried about your cash cow getting beat. Otherwise, let's deliver it. Well, uh, Tyson said, uh, get your nuts out the handbag and, and stop running. He said that to Eddie and Anthony Joshua, so. Well, you know, I, I, I think Anthony Joshua, I, I like to believe Anthony would like to fight, but I just don't think his connections do. But there's only one way we're going to find out, and actions speak louder than words. And let's meet up. We know what the deal is. It's a 50-50 deal, and just get it on. Aside from Fury Joshua, the other fights, do you think Sky Sports want them? From what you've heard. I'm sure they want some, but it's you know, but it's it's not about Sky Sports. It's not about BT. It's about the fans, and it's about compromise. And if there's a, a if there's eight fights, for example, pull the names in a hat. You pull the first one out. I'll pull the second one out, and just do, I don't care how it's done. Let's do them and make them happen. Make them happen for the fans. It's about the fans. It's not about their self-interest. Not about my self-interest. It's not about. Sky, it's not about BT. BT are on board with these fights. They've agreed them, mm. and they've agreed with what I'm saying. That let's get, let's deliver to the fans what they want to see. Let's not step in, stop it, you know, be in everybody's way. You know, BT this weekend for the fans, the football fans, put it out on YouTube. Yeah. That's, That's why what I watched it. Yeah, they, yeah right. Yeah. So you watch it. That's what they do. They're about the fans, about the sports fans. Okay, uh, you sent an offer to them uh, to make Liam Williams against Felix Cash. I know they rejected that. I don't, I don't believe I've seen anything coming back seeing that, but maybe it has come back. Right, okay. Ed, Eddie said that the offer wasn't good enough, basically. So are you going to revise an offer? Well, that's the first I've heard. Okay. I haven't, unless somebody's not in my office has, has not, hasn't told me that something come back, but I have nothing sent back to me saying it's, it's, not been, it's been refused. Okay, do you, do you think they'll make that fight? No. And made any fights we've announced. I mean, it's not the only one. We've, we've put, sent a couple of others to them. But I don't want to do this over the, over the um, mm. thing. I want, to, I want to sit down like you and I are sitting down and work this out. Because if I say something, that's going to be an excuse for it not to happen. I've got lots to say about the, lots of offers we've made. But I don't want to get in there. I want to sit face to face and try and do this and take these barriers down. I don't, I don't want to be keep reacting to this stuff because what happens then is an excuse not to get the meeting on. Have you spoke to him recently again, Eddie? No. 
So, because he said he wanted to get the fight camp shows out of the way. Which well, they're out of the way, now. aren't they? So, what was well, he the told me he was going on holiday afterwards. Okay. And then I'm guessing you're both, you're both free to meet, so. I'm around. I've been around for ages. I mean, he said he, need, he, he, you know, he, he needed a break because of all the travelling he's been doing and whatever. It must be hard work walking from his house to fight camp. Who's going to make that happen? Are you just going to contact him directly then? Or someone Look, from the office? I can't. How many times I've got to reach out? I've reached out, and we're, you know, he said he's going away, so I'm respecting what he said. And when he comes back, let's get the meeting on. Okay, let's talk about uh, the show uh, this Saturday night. Daniel Dubois um, had an opponent change, and I know you want to talk about that, Frank. Yeah, a lot of stuff's been said about Pfeiffer, and I just want to. I've got these here. Just see, this is the boxing border control. I don't know if you can see this. You've read this, so have, why don't yeah. you read that out? It says, you know, that's the name of the boxer. It's it's a heavyweight fight between Daniel Dubois and Pfeiffer, and it says foreign boxer application approval, MRI and COVID test results required. Yeah. If you hold that up, perhaps it will come out. Oh, there it goes up. Right, you see that? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm just going to do this a different way around. So when uh, Joe Joyce fought um, Michael Wallach, yeah. the, the same, it's the same for any boxer who comes in the country. So the German uh, Bundeutscher Berefoot Boxer, whatever it's called, BDB, they send this thing through, and on here it gives you, and I've highlighted it, it says there, MRI. 16th of July. Yeah, yeah. and see it says MRI? Yes, I can see that, MRI brain scan, yeah. Got it, so that was that was all in order. Eventually we got it. So for Pfeiffer, same, same lot, they send through this one, and that's dated 17th of August, yeah. And that says MRA. Yeah, so they we need an MRI, not an MRA, which is a totally different thing. And the problem we had, beside the fact they hadn't sent the contract back, was that, which I'm sure we'd have got sorted out, was the fact was the time it takes to get it if he fails an MRI. And remember, he came into this country for a press conference about, what, seven, eight weeks ago? Yeah. He's had all that time to get an MRI, and they get an MRA. So we can't be messed about with that. And I've, I, you know, my, my priority is to ensure that Daniel has his fight on the 25th, which is obviously this week. So I can't afford to, I haven't got the luxury of being able to bring somebody else in from abroad. If, if he fails it because of the quarantine situation, COVID tests and so forth. So that's why we made our decision. Well, it was a decision they made for us that we, we couldn't risk that, not being able to put the fight on. So that's why we are, while we've got Schneider in, and that's what happened. Let me just ask you, actually, uh, back to the weekend, if Daniel was in that ring with Dylan, what would have happened on Saturday night, Frank? Well, look, I would have been suggesting that fight if I didn't think that Daniel couldn't do, could do the same as what um, uh, Povetkin could do. And Daniel's 18 years younger than Povetkin, and he's a bigger puncher than Povetkin, and he's younger and he's stronger. Um, not as experienced, I grant you that, but I think it would have been exactly the same. Are you surprised at, at the, the way the fight ended? Because it looked like third and fourth round in and was controlling yeah, it. Yeah, well, well look, he's in, in the ring with a 40-year-old guy, that's what he was in the ring with, and the, and the fella, as, as I say, he's got tremendous experience and so forth, but he, he called on that experience and caught him with the perfect shots. Didn't he? Was it 30 seconds into the next round, he, he boshed him out with a tremendous uppercut. But you could see he was, he was a couple of times he was working, he was trying to throw, uh, lift those shots up, and it, and it, and it worked. So, but but you've got, you know, you, you got to also look at, 
you look at your fights, I mean, everyone gets carried away with this thing about, you know, Dillian was number one and so forth and, and the fight to In those hundred odd days, I think it was a thousand days in that period of time, he had two fights with Derek Chisora. I think it was in that period or... Definitely the rematch. Certainly one of them was. Yeah. And both those fights he had, were, like, like they were life and death. There was no, I thought Derek won the first one, to be quite honest. It was very close. And the second one, he was definitely behind and he did what Povetkin did. He pulled a big punch out of the bag and stopped Derek. And then you look at Tyson Fury against Derek Chisora and what Tyson did with him. And that's about the levels. That's what I mean about levels. So do I think that, do I think that Daniel would do the same thing to a... Uh, 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 to um, Dillian and do I think he'd do the same thing to Derek Chisora yes I do and by the way I think that Joe Joyce would also do the same thing to him I think got, he's got the experience to do it well hopefully uh, Dan comes through against Sliders uh, which is to be expected this Saturday night where are we with Dubois Joyce we know October 24th is the current date but we're not sure if fans can, can come to that fight yet. Well, we're not, so I mean, I'm in the same position as you there. I have no idea about that. Talking about football fans being back in the grounds sometime at the end of September, October, and we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But that's a game. We could not push back Daniel's fight to accommodate this Pfeiffer nonsense for him not showing the MRI, because obviously it doesn't give him enough time to prepare for October 24th. He's got to have a break in between fights. And I find that strange as well, just di digressing, that everyone keeps sort of you know that Matram or Eddie Hearn came out and said oh they're going to get the rematch on with Dillian and Povetkin on in December I mean he's he got a bad knockout there so straight away he's not being able to train or anything for at least minimum 30 days 28 30 days so it doesn't give him a lot of time to get ready does it for that fight coming off of that knockout so it's going to be all in, it's all interesting stuff it should be about your boxer, not about you trying to jump back in there quickly and get you know get another pay per view on. It should be about that. Should be what you know, worrying not you know not just throwing them in the deep end straight away. And uh, that is the difference, I think, with what we do and what they do. I mean, they're quite willing to just at times. Uh, I think they should, they will. I think we're more careful. Not say careful. We care more with what we do with our fighters. Mm. I spoke to Bob Arum the other day, of course. Uh, you, you wanted to get Tyson Fury out by the end of this year at the yeah. latest. Uh, Bob did say to me that it looks more likely the case that December 19th in Las Vegas uh, will happen with Fury Wilder. That's good news, eh, Frank? Well, look, he's got a fight this year. You know, hope it's Wilder. If it's not, then it'll be something else. You know, I, I spoke to Tyson again and uh, over the weekend, twice over the weekend, and he absolutely wants to be out. He's jumping out of his skin. I mean, he's really, really fit and well. I mean, he's, he's training four or five times a day now. If it's not Wilder then, Frank, who could it be? I don't know. I want it to be Wilder. That's what's, what, what the contractual commitment is. So let's hope we can get, get the, all the bits in place, the finance in place to make it happen. If Joshua beats Pulev and uh, Fury beats Wilder, uh, when do you see that fight happening, Frank? Spring. Yeah. Yeah. Don't want to drag it out, do we, so no. a mandatory comes in, another mandatory. Let's get it on. No more obstacles. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd like to see both those fights disappear and go straight to it. That's what I would like to happen. Do want fans there, though. Sorry? We do want fans. Of there. course we want fans yeah. there, but I'm telling you, you know, but, but at the moment, everyone's wondering whether this fight's going to, whether their, fight, their relative uh, contractual commitments are going to be able to take place by the end of the year. Would you be willing to do Dubois-Joyce uh, behind closed doors, Frank? Dubois-Joyce? It's something we'd have to consider if, if this continues how it does. I don't want to be doing that because, like, 
fights like that want atmosphere. I mean, it would be a great fight anyway, but they want the atmosphere. They want the, you know, they'll feed off of the atmosphere and it'd be fantastic to be like that. But um, it's something we'll have to look at depending on what, what happens, you know, with, with the, with, with whether they're going to ease the restrictions. And we'll be announcing some other big fights this week and other big shows. So we've got some really good, good quality shows coming up, which I think everybody's going to be quite happy with. Yeah, you teased us with that, Frank, putting the dates out on social media, but not the, the cards. Yeah, I like teasing. I like teasing. <laughs> um, who else on the card uh, this Saturday night? Sonny Edwards, Thomas Somba. Brilliant fight, that. That's a good fight, Very isn't good. it? Yeah, I think that's going to be a little a competitive fight. Um, you know, Sonny's, uh, like all, like most of the guys, been out for a long time. Um, it's a, it's a, it, you know, he needs his fight, and uh, the name of the game is to try and get him into a world title fight if he comes through this by the end of the year. That's what we're working towards. What about the brother, Charlie Edwards? Any plans? Charlie will be, will be announcing his fight as well this week. Okay. Well, I think I know one of the fights as well that you're going to announce. Of course, you can't say it in here, but it's an absolute cracker. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's keep that fingers crossed. <laughs> there we got that. And, you know, it's, it's a good card. You know, Willie Hutchinson's on it as well. You know, he's, he's uh, I think he's going to, we're going to start moving him up now, and I hope he's going to fight for a title before the end of the year, some title. Sam Maxwell's in a really good fight. That's a cracking little fight there with Joe Hughes, and I think that's going to be a, a, a quite a good fight. And uh, David Adelaide uh, having his third fight, having his last fight being watched on BT YouTube by nearly four million people up to the yet. How quick can he move, Frank? David Adelaide? I'm not going to rush him. He's still a young man. He, he, let me say, he's a young man in a hurry. But we're not rushing him, and he's going to learn his trade. And if he learns it right, then hopefully he get himself in the position and, uh, and be in some big fights in the next couple of years. Okay, one more thing actually, Frank. Uh, I spoke to, to your nephews, Alfie and, and Freddie, during the week. Obviously, they announced a, a massive signing um, in terms of their management deal, and I know you're, you've signed them promotionally. Uh, Adam Mohamed uh, must be pleased with that, Frank. Yeah, I am. I am. He's you know he's a former Repton fighter, and he, uh, he, he he's got a tremendous uh, amateur record and pedigree. So um, as soon as he gets his license, we'll have him out. And I'm pleased that I'm working with my two nephews uh, on the fight. Yeah, their management the uh, company's growing quite nice. They're doing all right. Yeah, good for them. They're doing well. Ronnie Clark's just been signed by them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing okay. So they're, you know, more power to them. <laughs> Okay, Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV uh, down uh, here at your office. Hopefully I'll be back soon, all right, Frank? I'm good. I'm not going to sing any more to you. <laughs> thank you, Frank. Cheers, Umar. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.